legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Sixty-two degrees outside. On my screen it says it's cloudy, not here. Sunshine's booming. Gonna get up to eighty-four. Hey, we got a free-for-all today. That's right, the party line. And a whole new month, the month of September. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome, and um, Scott, good morning. Good morning. And uh, September 1st. Yeah, it is certainly that. Wow. Chris will be busy today getting all our billing out. That's a good thing. Yes. We got a caller <laughs> already. What's he here? Well, let me see what this is all about. Good morning. Tickety poo. Tickety poo. Hey. This thing turned off. Oh, your radio, right? Yeah. How's that? Yeah, it's great. What's up? Yeah. They. I'd like to know how Lee I can let customers go without water for over a day. Well, I, I certainly don't know the circumstances. I take it you're yeah. a, you're a Leax customer. Yeah, here on Bradford Road, and putting new sewage lines in. Yes, and yesterday morning. They hit the water line and broke it. Uh-oh. And spoke then back on, and it's, and it's not on. And here it is the next morning, and it's still not on? No, sir. Okay. Well, you... I had, I, uh, did you... Um, did if, I had, if I had the number, I'd call him. What do you mean, had the number? Leax is listed. I don't have a phone book. Oh. Here, I'll give it to you. I'm on Lee Axe, too, Don. 740-594-0123. Did you Do you have a cell phone, Don? Yeah. Did you get an alert from Lee Axe? Are you signed up for those alerts? I just moved here about a year ago. You did what? I, I, I moved here a year ago. Okay. Yeah, but still, um, <clears throat> make sure you, when you do speak to them, that you have them add you to their client base so they can alert you. Their alert right, five, system. Five, nine, what? Four. Wait, wait, wait. Five, Zero, one, two, three. Five, nine, four. Zero, one, one, two, three. 
Yeah. Okay, I won't bug you guys. No, you're not. No, no you're not. Have them have them get you signed up for um, outage alerts because okay. I get those every, whenever there's an outage in my area, and they'll tell yeah. you, they'll tell you an approximate time when it should be back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, my landlord paid my water. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You see, maybe he's getting the notices. Yeah. They can still get you signed up for it, though. Yeah. All right. Well, um, how long has it been out? Since yesterday morning. Morning. Okay. Um, Do you know the vicinity of the break? Yeah, it's right here at the corner of Radford and Thelma Road. Did they work on it overnight at all? I don't know. Okay. I bet they did. I, w- I would hope so. I would think since the uh, construction company hit it, they I'm sure they alerted Leax. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, keep us up to date. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. You bet. Thanks. See you, Don. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, uh, 592-6646 is our number. And, of course, like with all our calling anymore, we have to put the area code first. So 740 740- Five nine two six six four six. Yeah, you know that is a little annoying when we get used to having all these commodities, luxuries, utilities. When it goes out, you know, then we're like, "Gee whiz, when's it going to come back on?" Well, think of Jackson, Mississippi. Oh yeah. I mean, You know, they haven't had water for a couple of days now. Mm-hmm. That's the, isn't that the capital city of Mississippi? It's a big one. I think it is. Um, and, you know, they had top officials like the mayor and stuff coming on saying, we're going to probably get our water pressure started to climb back up today. And then it didn't happen. And now it's today, and they're saying the same thing. Well, of course, you know, I get that. Yeah. Um, They got a new pump installed last night down in that city. But think of the size of these pumps to provide a pressurized system over a large area. Um, so that when you open your faucet, water pours out. When you open a fire hydrant, it gushes out. It's really quite a remarkable system. And um, I guess to some degree, I'm not, I'm surprised we don't have more outages once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing that should be a wake-up call for every city in America. And um, we had a notice out here at the radio station a week or two ago that uh, they were going to start fire uh, hydrant testing, which is where uh, once or twice a year, I guess, they go around and open up the the big um, fire hydrants, make sure they're flowing good, 
and um, it uh, tends to, how do I want to put it, stir up a little bit of sediment that is, is, is on the bottom of the lines. And that's not a bad thing, but you just don't want to wash your clothes r- m- immediately because yeah. things, you might get a couple little stains in them or something like that. Yeah, especially the whitey tidies. Yeah. Well, anyway, September 1st, we said that, <coughs> and it is that. Uh, today, um, on this uh, day of September 1st, what are the days? Today is National Hotel Employee Day. Is National Chicken Boy Day. <laughs> I have no idea what they mean. Oh, you know, remember, I think we've talked about this every year when Chicken Boy Day happens. It's a restaurant in California that started with that giant statue of Chicken Boy out front. And that, that's been there since, I don't know, 1950s. The only thing I can think of is Frisch's, where they had a little guy with out front. Yeah, that's that's kind of like what this is. Okay. Except the chicken boy's about, I don't know, about thirty feet tall, something like that. Oh mercy! <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't remember our ever talking about this before. But, oh. Uh, you say we have? Yeah. Well, I'll I take, mean, I'll I'll just remember it from last year too, because how many years we've we been doing this, you and I. I just I have I remember things okay. like that. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> today today is also National No No Rhyme Nor Reason Day. <laughs> no rhyme nor reason. Day. Yeah. Why did that happen? I don't know. No rhyme, no reason for it. Yeah. It just did. Okay. National Burnt Ends Day. Okay, now you've heard the expression once in a while, don't burn a candle at both ends, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about a piece of pizza being burnt on both ends. National Burnt Ends Day. Okay, well, maybe that's it. Well, let's see here. Dig in. Um, National Burnt Ends Day is a barbecue celebration. Once considered trimmings or leftovers, the burnt ends come from the point of a brisket. However, these burnt ends take center stage in a barbecue basket of smoky flavor and goodness. And uh, as a result, the thinner points of the brisket become a little charred, a little tougher than the rest of the meat. So there's apparently a Kansas City tradition that they mastered the burnt ends and the taste for them that has spread across the country. Hmm. Uh, what, what would um, what would your favorite meat be? Oh, it's probably a steak, a, either a ribeye or filet mignon. Okay, probably I, the filet. I like pulled pork. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I certainly used to love steaks. I just haven't had one in ages. Maybe I'll try one this weekend. There you go. It's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Take one out and put it over your fire when you have your weenie roast. Yeah, I'm going to try to get something going with the neighborhood this weekend. 
Yeah. And uh, had the pit fire and marshmallows and whatever. Okay. Let's see. What else? We have one more. National Acne Positivity Day. Hmm. Acne Positivity Day. Without looking, I'm going to say it has something to do with, uh, you know, the facial condition. Yeah, yeah. that's my assumption, too. And the acceptance and self-love of oneself while putting the best face forward. Okay. You know, it's uh, it encur- this day encourages us to let go of the stigma associated with acne and take time to love ourselves for who we are. <sighs> Isn't that nice? Yes. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> now, <clears throat> on this day in history, the date, of course, September 1st, in the year 1715, King Louis, the, let's see here, this would be the 14th, let's see, XIV. Yep, that's 14. Okay. I used to know Roman numerals very well as a kid. But well, that was pretty good. I mean, I got it. I got I it. is 1, V5, X10, yeah. L50. What's, what's 100? Is it C? I thought it was M. M, I thought M's a thousand. Well, maybe so. Yeah. Okay. Any in any case, yeah. um, <laughs> Louis the Fourteenth <clears throat> on this date dies after a reign of seventy-two years, the longest of any major European monarch. King Louis the Fourteenth, France. In 1778, on this date, the first female telephone operator starts work. Emma Nutt was her name. And uh, let's see, she was working for the Edwin Holmes Telephone Dispatch Company in Boston. When I was a child and you had operators, And, like, to make a long-distance call, you would call zero and say, give her the number and say, I'd like to talk person-to-person with Fred Palmer. And so if they couldn't reach him on that phone number, uh, you'd have to do it again later on, make an effort. Um, Or you you didn't have to say person to person, and then whoever was there would answer, right? Yes. Anyway, I swear, I don't ever remember hearing a male voice operator. I don't either. Okay. 1905, Wilfred Laurier... Overseas, Alberta and Saskatchewan, joining the Confederation of Canada as its eighth and ninth Canadian provinces. You've been up there? Not, uh, ca- not Canada, but Alberta or Saskatchewan? Oh, no. 
Um, let's see. Niagara Falls is about the closest to Canada I've been. Okay. <laughs> well, it, it counts. Um, <clears throat> I've not done much in Alberta, but Saskatchewan, I, I know somewhat. Um, my dad used to do a good bit of work up in Sitka, Alaska. And in fact, our family, just as we've hosted in, with Pat and my home, different people, students, and so on, my parents used to do a little bit of that too. Not as much as Pat and I did, but still. So there was a, a man by the name of Martin Strand, from Sitka, who came and lived with us two years as a student at Ohio State University. Great guy. Oh, well, let's see. I'm off topic here. Uh, 1939 is next. On this date, World War II starts when Germany invades Poland by attacking the free city of Danzig. I always wonder how properly I'm doing with the pronunciation of Danzig. D-A-N-Z-I-G. I think I'm probably close enough. 1941, Jews living in Germany are required to wear a yellow star of David. That all started on this date in 1941. Again, on this date, but in the year 1951, U.S., Australia, and New Zealand signed the ANZUS Mutual Defense Treaty. And I suddenly just realized ANZUS stands for Australia, New Zealand, U.S. A-N-Z-U-S. Hmm. 1969, Colonel Muammar Gaddafi deposes King um, Idris, wasn't it? Idris, Idris in in the Libyan Revolution. Either or. Idris, Idris. All right, time for your help. Okay. Famous birthdays. Oh, this is a cool lady, Gloria Estefan. Oh, yes. She is celebrating her 65th birthday today. Um, hit us with a few highlights about Beautiful, her. beautiful voice. She is a Cuban-American singer, actress, and businesswoman. Estefan is a seven-time Grammy Award winner, a Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient, and has been named one of the top 100 greatest artists of all time by both VH1 and Billboard. I had the opportunity to know her just a bit, and she was first class. Okay. And you know what? To win all those awards and everything, um, they don't they don't hand those out casually. And you could be tremendously talented, but if you aren't just a quality person, 
Um, the odds are slim you're going to get one. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, Rocky Marciano. Mm, great boxer. Yeah. Born on this date in 1923, he died in 1969. Not a very long life. Rocky Marciano, better known as that name, Rocco Francis Marchegiano. <laughs> he was an American professional boxer who competed from 1947 to 1955, and he held the world heavyweight title from 52 to 56. He is the only heavyweight champion to have finished his career undefeated. He was 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighed 188 pounds, <laughs> fighting at the heavyweight level, which now we think of them as 220, 230. He was at one. So have they changed pounds. this the um, the um, weight classification? Yeah, appa apparently so. <clears throat> okay. Or you know, someone can choose to fight in that classification if they want to. James Gordon Bennett, born in seventeen ninety five, died in eighteen seventy two. And truly, I'm probably going to be embarrassed here in a moment, but I don't know that name. James Gordon Bennett was the founder, editor, and publisher of the New York Herald oh. and a major figure in the history of American newspapers. Okay. Well, I should have known. Okay, this one I don't even know how to pronounce. Tarsila Do. Amara. Um, Not bad. Do um, I need to spell anything for you? No, I've got it right here. Okay, she was born in 18, born on this date, rather, in 1886, died in 1973. She was a Brazilian painter, draftswoman, and translator. She is considered one of the leading Latin American modernist artists and is regarded as the painter who best achieved Brazilian aspirations for nationalistic expression in a modern style. Hmm. All right, now, a couple of famous deaths. Uh, nothing very recent. That's a good thing. Jacques Cartier. Born in 1491, died in 1557. He's the first one. Jacques Cartier was a French-Breton maritime explorer for France. He was the first European to describe and map the Gulf of St. Lawrence and the shores of the St. Lawrence River. <clears throat> okay, and then the second one is Louis, let's see here, XIV, so Louis the Fourteenth. Oh, yeah, him again. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, he was... We had him earlier in something you were uh, talking about. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Also known as Louis the Great or the Sun King, was King of France from May of 1643, until his death in 1715, his reign 
of 72 years and 110 days. Now think about that. Yeah, is the longest recorded of any monarch of a sovereign country in history. He became king at the age of four. I wonder. (laughs) Well, if he even knew what was going on at the age of four or five. Of course, he obviously had some adult supervision, so to speak, telling Uh, him what to do. I would certainly hope so. I would certainly hope so. Yeah, I think we still have that going on sometimes in our government or our leaders, someone telling someone what to do or what to say. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the um, the maturity factor. Yes, of course. Um, he had to mature at the age quick. of four. Yeah. Um, would I have been any good in any kind of role like that? Of course not. Maybe at chocolate cake and brownies and mm. sidewalk chalk art and playing with mercury. You always bring that up. That's funny. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. I can just see you. I'm picturing you as a kid, like, twirling that stuff around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And checking it out. I had all sorts of things that I shouldn't have had. (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's see here. I, I had a chemistry lab of sorts in the basement. I'm going to say when I was um, seven or eight years of age. And when I think of some of the components I had there and how today they are considered poisonous, Mm -hmm. toxic, dangerous, toxic, whatever you want to say. Um... It's really quite amazing my parents allowed me. Because even then, you know, there was some knowledge about, like, mercury. Anyway. Well, thing, you know, back, uh, referring to that, things weren't known back then about the dangers like they are now. There's, they certainly have been far more promoted. Yes, and far more restrictive Mm -hmm. now. But if you want to go back even further in history, okay, think about the invention of Coca-Cola. What? When there was actually cocaine in Coca-Cola. And that's how, see, and no one knew back then. Dentists used it for pain relief, obviously. Back really? At, back, oh yeah, back in the day. I didn't know this. Oh yeah, there. That's why people liked it so well. Hmm. Want a, you want a Coca Cola? Heck yeah! They're bouncing off the walls after they drink it. Well, yeah, oh, I, okay. I think that's where I, I'm guessing where the name Coca Cola was derived from because of that in there, that substance. Back when Coke was a 
Coke. Not really. <laughs> a high-powered Coke cocktail. The um, you know, Let's talk about that in a better sense for a moment. Um, my wife <clears throat> could um, discern the difference between Coke and Pepsi. I can. I cannot. I can between anything that's diet versus regular. Um, now, what do I buy? I buy caffeine-free, but not diet. Um, but the colas, I do like. But I cannot tell a difference, and yet most people can. Um, weird. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, here here's something from you know when it's talking about Coca Cola. Um, excuse me, from USA Today. Um, coca. It, it says the headline: Cocaine in Coke, and the soda once contained cocaine but likely much less than what you know some people have said of course and um, according to this article it says uh, the illicit drug cocaine have uh, existed claims have existed since the company's founding and uh, apparently it says um, the first bottle of coca-cola from 1894 contained around 3.5 grams of cocaine (laughs) Jeez. But 3.5 grams, I don't know if that's... Um, I don't know either, but you, you know, know it's what a I mean. small amount. But then they go on to say, explains why our parents and grandparents could walk to and from school uphill both ways in the snow and barefoot. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really care. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's turn our attention to the, uh, shall we say, the harder news. A federal judge in Florida will consider a request today by former President Donald Trump for an independent review of documents seized during a search of his Mar-a-Lago estate to assess what materials may be protected by attorney-client privilege. This hearing today follows a late Tuesday filing by the Justice Department, arguing it had already completed such a review while laying out a detailed timeline preceding the August 8th search warrant. Federal officials say they were in contact with Trump aides throughout the year 2021 and retrieved these 15 boxes of stuff in January. Believing, though, that more classified materials remained, a grand jury subpoena was served in May yielding additional documents and certification by Trump's counsel that no more classified materials remain. 
However, the most recent search reportedly, reportedly found at least 100 additional classified documents. The filing also alleged evidence that classified materials were concealed from investigators. Despite the filing, the contents of the retrieved documents and the potential significance, if any, have not been publicly disposed. Uh, disclosed. Um, I can't help but think about uh, my time in the service. I was in um, a building that looked like a bomb shelter. Huge. Thick walls. Um, security guards at every entrance. Um, only the intelligence, certain level of intelligence people were allowed even inside that part of the building. Um, okay, so, you know, on my desk were... <clears throat> um, okay, so you've heard of top secret, secret, confidential, that sort of thing. Yes. There's about 18 higher terms that in their day, the very term was classified. I'm sure this has all changed. And it's been updated along the way. But the point is, if I had said on the radio a certain word in terms of a classification of security, I would have gotten in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um... If I wanted to take a document home and study it, rather than having to stay in the office to study it, that was not permitted whatsoever. Um, and I'm even talking about the just um, confidential stuff. The lowest ranking. Oop. Let me turn that off. Um, not to mention super secret stuff. Yeah, I, I've, I've had people ask me, do you, do you really think that Trump packed those boxes himself and carried them out himself and carried them into his residence at Mar-a-Lago. No, he has people do it for yeah. him. But I mean, I'm I think he selected documents. Could be. The the picture of those laying on the floor that the FBI allegedly says that's what happened. I've had people ask me or question about would any president be that sloppy? and leave things like that laying on the floor. I don't think so. Um, I don't think President Obama would or President Bush or 
President Clinton. I mean, you could go on and on. Listen, I've been to some mansions of very famous people. Uh, no, they were not presidents, but of corporate top dogs, right? And I've walked into their offices, and if you walk into my office, it's kind of messy. Well, you but, are, but, you are but, the exception to the rule, though. And my point is, when I walked into their offices, they had papers all scattered about. Oh, yeah. And um, But they're not high-level, super-classified documents, right? Well, not, not in the governmental sense, but yeah. in a corporate intelligence sense, yes. Yeah. Um, I was with someone yesterday in a meeting that had their desktop uh, that they said that's usually not that way, but they just finished the meeting before I got there. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway. And here's another question I've gotten. Why is the government opposing a special master to this? I mean, is there something? What do you that, mean? Well, the, the special master of the investigation of the raid on on the former president's house. And I'm not sure where this special master term came from. I've not heard that Or either. why it's not just called a mediator, something like that. Well, a person in charge. Yeah. But why it just leads people who ask me, leads them to question, is there something being concealed or hidden or trying to be hidden by the government? Maybe somebody out there knows. So call in and let us know. Well, someone's trying to at least call us. Good morning. Good morning. Um, <laughs> why in the world would the past president have taken any records to his private place? Several times they've, they told them in writing, his people told him, them, the FBI in writing, we have no more. Well, they had more, many, many boxes more. And the point I would like to make is, why does he need them there? He thinks he's still president. And <laughs> even if he, quote, decertified it, they still were. These were important documents that, are, that can put lives at risk. These had names on there of, of secret agents or whatever you call them, you know, the people that are undercover, mm -hmm. changed names. Mm -hmm. And why would he need those? He doesn't need those. He shouldn't take anything out. If you had an employee at your radio station, and you had important information, you wouldn't want them to take it when they left. Of course. Yeah, that's right. And you wouldn't want somebody rifling through your stuff in your personal residence, in your right. home, right. in which you live currently, and having people take things. Yeah. Your birth certificate, your, some other things go in your lockbox, wherever you keep it, your safe or whatever. I uh, didn't want to take anything with me when I left different positions. You weren't allowed either. Too. Exactly. It's state property. Right, and and they could they could search you before you left. Make sure you didn't do that because there are people who have done that. Oh at the yeah, university. taking laptops and. But what was taken else. could have been sold to the highest bidder, mm -hmm. and and that is the danger. But um, his lawyers know and can go ahead and say that they that you know these are declass. They're doing it at the behest of the former president. Many lawyers would do things at the behest of, a, of their client. 
And that's why some of these lawyers are being brought before the, 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 um, the government committee, that oversight committee. And just uh, and they're all Republicans. I've heard that term many times, behest. Give me a definition. They're, they're being ordered. Okay. They're being ordered and often in writing. Okay. And, um, you know, all these people can ask your cohort there what they want to ask, but they're asking the wrong people. <laughs> I don't think Scott has all the answers yeah, to those things. He's guessing like all the rest of us uh, out yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, well, he was simply expressing. This is no a secret little thing that the FBI is after him. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the, it's he really thinks he's still the president. He does, and his followers think so. And and the term followers is kind of spooky and creepy to me because, you know, some of these quote followers also followed cult members. You know, and and remember that place down there in Texas? They burned them all up. Remember the ones that cut open that actress and took her baby out? Those were followers. Remember the people who went to Jonestown? Okay. Those 900 people? They're all dead. I don't know why we've gotten ourselves into this. And the Republican Party would like to somehow, they can't, would like to separate themselves off. The real Republican Party would like to separate themselves off from these crazy ones. Well... I mean, that seems like common sense to me. You but, they, but they don't. They can't. They, they keep saying. You know, a huge percentage of Republicans today, according to the, the, the polls that I see, that uh, they are going to, they're in favor of Trump. And many people who are thinking of running or even put their hat in the ring or taking their hat out. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you. You bet. Well, let's see here. The Omicron booster. FDA in the last uh, 24 hours or so has cleared the way. United States health officials yesterday authorized updated COVID-19 booster shots from Moderna and Pfizer BioTech, targeting both the original. Come on, phone, leave me alone there. Targeting both. I lost my. Uh, the original coronavirus and the dominant BA5 Omicron variant, which comprises 88.7% of cases presently. And this is the first time an updated coronavirus vaccine has been given the green light without an advisory committee, mimicking the approval process for annual flu shots. Now, the modified boosters will still need to be reviewed by a a key Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Committee this week before they are rolled out, which could be as early as uh, Labor Day weekend. So, that's, for me, that's encouraging. I've had my two vaccines and then my two boosters and... Same here. I'm... I would be pleased to get a third um, booster or whatever it's called at this point. Finally, life expectancy has dropped again in the U.S. for the second consecutive year. According to a report Wednesday from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the 
fall is the largest the largest two-year drop in nearly 100 years and brings UF life expectancy to 76.1 years of age. What it had been before? 77.3. And the COVID thing represents 15.9%. You're about out of time there. Yeah. Okay, folks, be careful. We'll see you tomorrow. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. A judge in Florida is ready to hear arguments today after Donald Trump's legal team made yet another bid for a third party review those documents the FBI seized at Mar-a-Lago. Correspondent Robert Costa from the Justice Department. Trump's lawyers reiterated what they claimed are the former president's rights to assert executive privilege, adding those determinations are best served by the appointment of a special master. This is day four without safe tap water to drink or bathe in in one city in the South. I'm Jim Crisula in Jackson, Mississippi. The city has rented a pump for its troubled water treatment plant that will increase water production by up to five Five million gallons daily. Electricians, mechanics, and divers, along with other skilled operators, will work to restore the city's water system. There's no firm idea on how long that will take. This is the second day.